The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, Proverbs chapter 13 today. Proverbs chapter 13 as we continue in our study uh, through the book of Proverbs. And today... Um, you know, we've, I'd like to try, if I can, put titles on these. And, um, you know, we've read phrases like good versus evil. And, uh, but the phrase I want, it's kind of one of my thoughts today. But the phrase I want to look at, I've probably heard this before, comes up this idea of, you ever heard the phrase, the grass is always greener on the other side? Sometimes what we think we have, um, it looks better somewhere else. This is, I'm going off this premise of sometimes that those of you who maybe grew up in church or have been saved for a while and you look at the other side and say, I mean, it seems like they've got it better. It seems like it's so much easier or whatever it would be. And today I want to take a few minutes and evaluate really the distinction, the good versus bad, and really does it look good, does it look better on the other side? It's what Satan wants you to believe. Remember Satan in the Garden of Eden? What was one of the lies he gave to, uh, to Adam, to Eve, was uh, you shall not die for God does know that in the day you throw up, um, your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Remember, they knew all the good. They were just now made known to evil, which did not exist at the time, by the way. Outside of Satan, it did not exist. On earth was perfect. Their choice to know the evil, to experience the sin, is what brought on all of the junk that we deal with today. And it's all a result of sin. And so uh, Satan, since the beginning of time, has tried to convince us that the lifestyles, the, the, our lifestyles and life outside of God is better. And it is not, and we know that, but it's, uh, Satan is very, very deceptive. So let's look at the verses we're going to look at today and break it down and unpack these things today. Um, I'm trying to find exactly where I was. I should have written it down. Um, for some reason, I can't seem to find it. Here it is, verse 13, sorry. Proverbs 13, verse 13. It's the one down said to go on live. You can't start over. Proverbs 13, 13. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. So we're going to take the next few minutes and look at those uh, four verses and breaking down this idea. We talk about the grass is always green on the other side. Now, you know, I like to joke about it. I heard a guy tell me a long time ago, the grass is always green on your side because maybe there's more manure over there. Uh, maybe it's turf and it's fake. Let me encourage you that Sometimes we see where we are in life and we struggle a little bit. Man, I just had that, or if this was true. It's not always true. In fact, in a lot of occasions, um, as one preacher said about Samson, you get, he got what he wanted, but he lost what he had. Sometimes the world, we look at the world and say, I wonder about this, and this sounds great and everything. And it's true. You might gain one or two things. Maybe it's not always good, but you might gain them. The question is, what might you lose? in the process. And when you're walking away from what God has in the right path and you go the wrong path, you're losing a lot. And frankly, you're not gaining anything. So let's, let's break these verses open, unpack them for, uh, for a few minutes here. Verse 13, whoso despises the word, the word there is obviously uh, the word of God. Whoso despises the Bible, the word of God, shall be destroyed. But he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. Now understand, obviously despises, looks down on, wants nothing to do with, is refusing really to listen to it. Whoso is like 
like that shall be destroyed. Now, it does not necessarily mean that there's a great punishment. You say, I don't like the Bible. I don't want to hear it, and God's going to strike you down with lightning. That's not what it means. It does not mean that God is vengeful if you don't like his love letter to you, and he's going to strike you down. That's actually not. What it means is those, here's, here's the best way to put it. God has given us this love letter where the theme verse for our podcast is uh, Psalm 119.105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God has given us the Bible uh, for great direction, for leadership, um, for help, and for encouragement. And God has given us um, this to be a direction. And so if we follow it and we listen to the advice and we follow the advice, whether it be in our marriages, whether it be in our homes, and our work ethic, and our finances, and frankly, every part, and temptation, every part of life, if we follow the word of God, we're going to find how, how blessed we can be and how God can work in our lives. If we despise it, we refuse to follow it, refusing to follow the truths built into the word of God will lead to destruction, will lead to our lives falling apart. It's really what it comes is what it comes down to. So every uh, whoever refuses to follow the word of God ultimately will be destroyed because that's what the world does. The world brings destruction, pain, and emptiness. Uh, but he that feareth, reverences, understandeth the commandments in here shall be rewarded. Those who follow God's plan and God's um, instruction will receive God's reward, God's blessing, because that's promised in it. You know, if I handle my finances correctly, God said, I got, you know, he'll provide all my needs. Um, and if I give to him, he'll give back to me. Children, obey your parents. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And throughout there's times. Not every commandment has a promise built in or every commandment has a blessing, but there's truths that when I follow God's word that I will enjoy it and receive great blessing. I'll be rewarded. Uh, let's just think about this from the Christian point of view. We know that one day we will stand before what's known as the Bema Seat or the Judgment Seat of Christ. It's only Christians will be there. And we'll be rewarded, and the Bible says, for our actions, good or evil. We're not being judged for our sin at this place. What's happening is we're being judged for our works. Were they done for Christ? Were they done to honor Him? Or were they done out of selfishness to be seen? And then I, anything done in a selfish motive will be burned up as wood, hay, and stubble, and anything that is done for God's glory will come back to me as gold, silver, and precious metals. And I will receive the crowns, which then I will ultimately lay at the feet of Jesus. And just to think about that day, that is my ultimate goal, to be able to say here, well, done, no good and faithful servant, and that my works and my, my life has been given to him. Now, it's a little different. I know people say, you're the pastor. It's supposed to be that. You know, I have a job. I'm, I got to put my hours in. I study. I have expectations on the weekend, things of that nature. But I'll be honest with you, when it all comes down to it, I can do all that just because it's my job. I still have to follow God's commandments and instructions. And I got and it's different. I still have to be a Christian along with a pastor, number one, a Christian. So let's go on to verse 14. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. So I read one commentator. I like what he says. It's really, this says the wise um the wise follow the law. Really, instructions, the law, the word of God, and the laws around us as best we can. A wise person will follow that, will have his life um, under control. Uh, what is it Paul said later? I keep my body under subjection. I'm not just going to go by my own passions. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to follow uh, my standards, my rules, and be careful. I'm not, I'm not going crazy in the area of standards, things of that nature. Uh, for example, I want to be a good work, uh, work ethic. I'm not going to sleep till noon when I should have been at work at 9. If, I, if I'm going to be at work at 9, I'm going to be there. Frankly, if I'm supposed to be work at 8 or 9 or 10, I'm going to be there a few minutes early. So that way, when 
Uh, it's time to start. I'm ready to work. If I'm told to be there till six, I don't leave at five fifty-five. You understand? I work hard. Um, that uh, that's the idea. I, I've placed myself in that. If I want to make sure that I remain healthy, um, I'm not going to continue to eat after I'm full. These are these are minor things. I keep myself in control. I I, I follow the rules. So I follow the rules. I I keep myself in subjection. He said. So in doing that. The law of that person is a fountain of life. When I'm willing to follow the instructions of the Word of God and keep myself in, in those realms of what I've been advised, what I know to be right, there's great wisdom and there's life. But to depart from it are the snares of death. To leave those things and say, I'm going to do whatever I want, I don't care, it brings destructions, it brings death, it brings... It's just a very negative. It brings a lot of negative into our life. So again, we look and say, well, I want to live that life. I want to go the other way. I, want to, I just want to go out and do what everyone else is doing and not care about things. And it sounds great. It sounds easy. But ultimately, it ultimately brings pain. It ultimately brings grief. Um, because I'm going away from the things that God has promised. This book, the, the law, the Word of God, is the only thing that God has given to me that is being used of God to, help, that, to give me instruction, to give me direction. Nothing in the world promises the blessings that come from following God's word. Let's continue on in verse number 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressing is hard. So good understanding. The more I'm willing to learn. Now, here's what it really comes back to when we talk about good understanding. I go back to understanding what's right, what's wrong, what's truthful, what's not truthful, what's healthy, what's not. I'm going back to the wisdom that God gives me for everyday life. And so we go back to number one, the Word of God. If I'm not in the Word of God, I will not have wisdom and discretion for every part of my life. In my marriage, in my home, at work, with my finances, and my health, I will not have discretion for these areas. Because I'm not, um, I don't have, I don't ha I have despise the Bible. So if I despise God's Word and His instruction, I cannot, will not have wisdom and understanding for the things that come my way. So good understanding giveth favor. So I must, I must be in the Word of God, and I must acknowledge and take the truths of the Word of God. And, and part of the Word of God is to the best of my ability to be in subjection to the laws around me. When I do those things, I'm a good citizen, and I do right, I follow God, then I have good understanding. And so good understanding giveth favor. I don't have battle and grief it gives favor, but the way of a transgressor is hard. So we look and say, well, I, I'm a goody two-shoe because I'm doing right. I'm following the laws. That guy looks like he's having a blast. And sometimes it does. The, you know, he's cool or he's having a blast. What, can I tell you something? Ultimately, it says right here, the way of the transgressor is hard. That person ultimately is going to come in two levels of pain. And that's what I hope we understand. Instead of looking at it from the point of view and saying, man, I wish I had that or whatever, um, I look at all of these and I realize that good understanding, because I follow the word of God, brings favor. But to go outside of that brings difficulty. Verse number 16, every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. Every prudent man dealeth, everything he does is brought through with knowledge. He's using wisdom before making decisions, but a fool just opens it up. He doesn't care about what he's doing and he just kind of does his own thing and everybody can see it. And it just brings what's well, a testimony issue, and it brings grief. And obviously, you're going back to a fool at that point. I encourage you, we look at this. I know we started this premise of you know, good versus evil, or, man, the grass is always greener on the other side. I look at this again from the Christian perspective. Too many times, especially those who grew up in Christian school and grew up in church, we look at it and say, but that seems so much better. This seems so much more fun. And, and some would say, well, there's rules in the church and things like that. Now, by the way, I believe it means with all my heart. If you grew up, 
in a religious scenario where you felt like rules are more important than God, I'm sorry. Uh, God loves you, and yes, there are things that God has told us not to do. There are things we need to do to please God, um, and we desire to want to honor a holy God. I don't believe you should live a life of sin and think it's no big deal. We want to honor God. But please, God is not waiting for you to be perfect before he accepts you and loves you. That's not true. Uh, but at the same case, don't you want to honor and please the holy God who does love you and has blessed you so much? So for those of us that grew up and think, man, that looks good or better on the other side, be careful. Which, 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 careful what you wish for, you just might get it. Can I give you a, a second thought? And this is for those who may be watching this now or might watch or listen to this later. Maybe you're seeking for an answer. You're seeking for truth. You, you have the experience of life. Maybe you're not saved. Either you're, you're saved and you're backslid and you're just looking for truth uh, that is, is not condemning. At the same case, maybe you're unsaved and you're seeking. You're seeking the truth. What The difference between why there's so many different religions and so many different opinions. Please remember, it's the Word of God that's a source of truth, not any denomination. The Word of God and the ones that stay closest to the Bible is what you need to follow. But you look at the Word of you look at this and you say, well, I, how do I know? Most of you are going to say, I already know the negativity, the destruction, the emptiness, the hardness of the life outside of God. You don't need that. You don't need to be told that. What you need to realize is what's the answer. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The answer is not found in church. The answer is not found in religion. Religion's a man-made set that is just about me fitting a list of rules. It is about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so my question to you is, where are you with that? And I hope you find that Jesus told us in the New Testament, I don't remember the exact section of the, of the gospel, he goes, um, God, come unto me all you that are labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest into your souls. That's what Jesus wants to offer to you. So I hope that if you're not saved, that you would make a point to call upon Jesus. And so you'd know that, and you'd be able to know the truth of Jesus Christ. Uh, as I finish this morning, I want to mention something. Um, we're live now, so I can mention yesterday. I want to apologize for last night as we had to kind of abruptly and last minute cancel the evening service. Let me explain a little bit why I'll mention this more on Sunday. Um, I found out that I had been in close contact, conversating, sitting next to a gentleman who, as of yesterday, was diagnosed with COVID, which means he would have had it probably when I was around him, uh, which means I had been in office with Pastor Trevor, and we had been working together, which means he'd been exposed if I had been. So the concern was, you know, and then my family obviously had been exposed, and I'd been around others. My thought, though, was can't necessarily have church when an hour out of church, both assistant, both pastoral staff can't make it. And then, then for instance, I was going to call my father-in-law, but I'd been around him. So some of the people I could have talked to, I'd been around too. And so we really wanted to be safe. And uh, there was no reason for me to believe I had the coronavirus. I had no symptoms, but they claim there's an asymptomatic scenario out there. And so our thought was, let's just cancel. I went down to uh, urgent care where they gave me uh, the quick test. Um, 15 minutes, I had my answer. And so I went down. I did not have symptoms. And they gave me a test for um, people who are asymptomatic. And it came back about 15 minutes later negative. I have no sign of it at all. Uh, last thing I want to do was to put anybody in danger. And I went around some other people talking. 
Uh, I felt like I was safe because um, I'm healthy. I have no uh, physical issues and ended up being true yesterday. And uh, for those who thought maybe I wasn't feeling well or concerned, that wasn't true. It was just a matter of we wanted to be safe and make sure nobody was going to get sick. And so Sunday morning, we'll be back in church like normal at 10 o'clock and back in devotion tomorrow at 11 o'clock as we finish out the week. We love you. Uh, thanks for your prayers. Thanks for joining us today. And we trust that uh, this was an encouragement and we continue to be an encouragement to you as well. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, we love you. I hope look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.